All right, we're going to hit a quick prayer. Uh, Lord, I appreciate you bringing all of us here together and, and letting us have a conversation about something that we love, you know, killing ducks and as well as our, our faith in you. And we pray that you help guide this conversation and build relationships through it and look forward to it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All righty. So um, welcome to the Swamp Dog Podcast. The greeting call. The greeting call. My mind went blank for a minute. That's terrible. As many of these as I've done. <laughs> we already got to do um, a reset. Yeah. No, the, the greeting call podcast. We've got uh, we've got Daryl Moore here with us from 24-7 Hunt. Daryl, tell everybody what's up. What's up, guys? I, mean, I want to say I appreciate you guys for having me here, man. Yeah, it's not a problem. It's awesome to, to be able to chat with you and talk about a couple things that we love, which is ducks and our faith as well. And uh, it's it's pretty cool that things circle around and to be able to sit here and chat while we're halfway across the country. So, Yeah, man, for sure. Well, tell us, uh, I guess start out, tell us a little bit um, about yourself. I know you're from Louisiana. What part of Louisiana are you from? So I'm actually from Arkansas, which is, but okay. we're so close on the line. So I'm like 20 minutes from Louisiana. Um, gotcha. so like we're right on the line of it. Um, but yeah, I'm name's Daryl from Camden, Arkansas, um, down South, way South. Uh, man, I married, uh, to my wife, her name's Haley and, uh, we have two kids and we're having one on the way. So I guess technically a father of three, cause the next one will be here. And I think we're like eight weeks out. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah. So we had three kids and we'll have three under three. So y'all pray for me on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, yeah. man. I'm, I'm a dad for the first time. I got a eight month old little girl and man, there's nothing like it. Oh man. It changed your life. Uh, so I got the oldest is Beck and he is uh two. And then we had one that just celebrated his first birthday on the 16th of January. So, uh, he just turned one and then obviously this will be April 2nd. So, <laughs> Nice, nice. Is, yeah. it a, is it another boy or is it uh... another boy? So we'll have three boys. I, pr- I pray for her. Yeah, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That cool. sounds like a lot yeah. of hunting gear you got. You're about to have to buy. Oh, dude, don't even tell me about it. <laughs> gear and guns, and you know they're going to tear most of my stuff up. You know, I'm like, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's that's a blessing. I I have to say, when uh, when we were you know, found out we were pregnant and, and having a baby, obviously as a guy, you know, my first thought is, man, you know, I'd love to have a little boy that I can go hunting with and, and all that. But man, that little girl, she is, she has got my heart wrapped. (laughs) Um, still hoping for a boy, but man, love her to death. So, well, yeah, it's kind of, I mean, this last one, we were like, we really were hoping it was a girl. We were kind of like, Oh, it'd be so cool to have a girl, you know, and this is the last one. And then it's like, it's another boy. It's like, you're excited. It's like, you're not excited about like the first one, but you're still like excited, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. Like the first one we had, like Beck, when we found out we we're having him, you know, I was like pumped. Like, oh, I want a boy so bad. Like, I want a boy. And then it, you know, it did the whole throw some up shot of a shotgun that turns blue. And then we like, oh, me and all my buddies, like we're going crazy, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> we're like, we got a boy in the group, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then you have a second one. That was the third one. You're like, oh, who's going to have a girl? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like my whole our whole hundred has boys. Oh so. wow! Dang on, yeah. growing the group fast then. Yeah. So twenty four sure. seven hunt. Um, I, I guess tell us a little bit about that because uh, I, I would say we're a little bit in the dark there as to how how that got started. So you know, Renard and all those guys, you know, 
did before all this started, were all of y'all pretty tight buddies or, you know, how, how did that kind of conspire? So what's actually crazy is like, you know, um, so basically I met Rick before I met Renard or anybody, um, Rich in Louisiana, Lafayette, uh, you know, he's doing blood deep and I was doing like this river bottom outdoors thing. And, uh, me and Rick and Hunter, Rick had came up to Arkansas, um, in like 2014. I think I went to college in 2014. So somewhere in there. He messaged me on Instagram and he's like, Hey man, I'm up here for military training. I like to duck hunt. I see you like duck hunt. Can we get together? I don't have anything, nobody up here to go and I'm here for a week. And uh it's prime season. This time I was hunting sixty days a year this time. Um, in Arkansas, you know, in college broke. So I'm like, sure, dude, I'm I'm going in the morning by myself, just me and my dog. So uh do you wanna hop in? I don't have a boat, I'm gonna be walking in and we're probably gonna walk like a mile and a half. Um, so he's like, man, Sounds good. I'm in Arkansas. I've always wanted to hunt a timber in Arkansas. So I'm like, Well, we're going. Um, so me and him, I picked him up at the gas station like one thirty in the morning. Given we never met before, it's just an Instagram DM. <laughs> um, so I pick him up one thirty. We drive down to uh, Bayamita, and uh, we hunt. Uh, we actually got lost that morning. I didn't have a GPS, so I couldn't afford a GPS. <laughs> um, you know, college kid. Um, and so I'm like, so we get lost that morning, just like walking in. I'm like, he's like, how do you know where you're going? I'm like, dude, I've just been walking this trail every day for like about a month now. I can pretty much know where I'm going. Um, and so we kind of got a little turned around. We ended up finding where we wanted to hunt. We shot him that morning. We beat him down. Uh, well, I'd say beat him down. We shot our eight ducks, our six ducks at the time. He's going to kill three at a time in there. Mm-hmm. Then um, we shot him in like 30 minutes. And uh, we walked back out. And uh, ever since then, me and him have been good friends. And so fast forward the clock, uh, two years later, uh, like 2016, I get an Instagram DM. Or maybe it was like 2015. It was like the next year from uh, Renard. And uh, he's like, hey, man, I see you duck hunting, blah, blah, blah. He's like, man, I love to get together. I really don't have nobody my age that duck hunts, you know, other than my dad and all his friends. He said, I just want to find somebody that's like, you know, around my age, you know, and get together. And uh, I'm like, man, come on. I'm like, you know, I'm pretty open book about people coming. And so uh, I, he's like, man, I don't know. He came to Arkansas, finally had his dad. He's like, man, they're not going to do the public land. They want to do kind of easy, you know, older gentlemen. Like, they just want to, you know, go out on the side of the side. Where I'm like, all right, dude, I'm, I'm going. And uh, me and, like, a group of eight, nine dudes went out the next morning. We beat them down. I sent a picture of my dude. I told you to come. They're coming in the morning. He's like, man, I can't come. So that went on for, like, a week. He was in Arkansas when we shot him every day. Like, I mean, we, the group I was hunting with, like, and all my buddies, we were, like, like we were shooting eight, nine, ten mans every day for, like, a week straight. And uh, so and I was like, man, I got to head home, but I'm going to come back. So he came around later that season. He ended up coming back with his dad and him again. And I'm like, dude, y'all better come on. Like, we're going to kill him in the morning. And uh, we shot him every day that week, too. And it was, he was sick. He messaged me, he messaged me, he's like, dude, next year I'm coming to Arkansas and uh, I'm coming hunting with you. And I'm like, dude, come on. And at this time I had bought a boat by then. And uh, so uh, the next 2016 rolls around, messaged me right before duck season. Uh, he's like, hey, man, are we going to get together this year? I'm like, yeah. Uh, season starts next weekend. I'm hunting. You're more than welcome to come. We're going to shoot him. And he's like, man, I got my dad first weekend. But after that, we can hunt. And, uh, dude, that first week, I mean, he, I was texting him every day that week. We were on the X, if there was ever an X to be on. I mean, we were getting done at like 7.45 every morning. And uh, we were shooting him and shooting him. And, uh, he's like, dude, I'm coming back next week. I, it was the first split. He's like, "Next split, I'll be there opening day with you. And I said, all right, I'll be on him. You just show up. And uh, sure enough, man, he showed up. And we hunted and we shot some ducks. And uh, we hunted a few days. And, man, it was just rest kind of history. I mean, I, don't, I can't really think of too many times that we haven't hunted together since then. Um, I think if it hasn't been, it's like more like an industry type hunt. Like, you know, with some of our sponsors, like one mm-hmm. of us be somewhere and another one be somewhere else. Uh, or like 
I'll be hunting and he'll be back at home with his family or something like that. Um, but for the most part, we hunt together every day since then. And, uh, Renard kind of had 24 seven hunt kind of going, uh, on a way lower level. Um, you know, like he had the vision and everything going, like so I had my own thing going. And so we kind of like, man, let's just collab and just put this thing together and just make videos. And, you know, it wasn't in a sense of like, let's make money, let's get rich or let's do that. It was just kind of like, let's make videos. So one day we have kids, we'll be able to go back and just kind of show them like, Hey, this is what we do. And like, just kind of bringing the different, the different cultures of people together. Like, Hey, you don't have to look a certain way. Like we all should enjoy the get outdoors. The good way to make the outdoors for everybody to enjoy. There's not a certain way. There's not a certain anything to do. Like let's just all to get together and show people like you can get together, hunt, have fun with your boys and just enjoy it, you know? Um, and so that's kind of where we've kind of grown from. And I think it kind of took off because it's just different from everything else you've seen out there. It's just such a different vibe of the way we hunted and did stuff and, you know, just everything. And I think it just kind of took off. And uh, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know where it could go. But for this season of life, I feel like God's put us in. Like, I mean, I feel like we're doing stuff like you're supposed to do and trying to get back to kids and just, you know, it, it, I don't want to ramble, but it's just, I just feel like everything kind of just met at the right time. You know, uh, we all came together like at a similar time in life, all in college, fresh out of college, you know, in a good space to where we just were just crazy about the woods and just starting our families or what I wasn't even married yet. We met and he was just getting ready to get married. So it's kind of one of those things, you know, just the time and everything is right. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. And I think you hear a lot of, a lot of similar stories for, for waterfowlers at least is, you know, most of my close friends I'm close friends with because of hunting. Um, one of the groomsmen in my wedding, similar scenario came from a DM, you know, like we knew who each other were. We grew up in neighboring towns, but, um, he shot me a DM one time when I was like 17 and he was like, Hey man, you know, I see your Instagram. I see that you duck hunt. And, uh, for, for Jack here, this is Josh that I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. He was like, I see that you hunt, you know, are you, are you going tomorrow morning? And I was like, well, I don't have a spot to hunt in the morning because we don't have a whole lot of public like y'all do out in Louisiana and Arkansas. And, uh, so I'm like, I don't really have anywhere to hunt. He was like, well, I got this one swamp. It's got a few wood ducks in it. He was like, if you want to go, he was, he didn't have his license yet. He was like, if you drive, we'll go like, all right, cool. Never spoke to this guy face to face. We might've seen each other in like Walmart or something, but never spoke. And we meet up the next morning, three, four o'clock in the morning. First time ever hanging out, we go shoot some wood ducks and been, you know, basically best friends ever since. Um, and so it's really cool how, social media has has brought so many people together and and built friendships you know especially in the hunting industry um just this past year you know i went out to utah from a simple dm of a guy you know i send a a put out a facebook post and he's like hey man come come hunt with me in utah and we go out there and you know got to take my dad with me and he's not a huge duck hunter i'm the one that started him on duck hunting because he he always deer hunted and uh, shot a cinnamon teal and you know obviously he's pumped about that getting it mounted and all that stuff and you know it's just really cool to meet people halfway across the country and and develop friendships like that all because of technology um it's cool how it kind of brings everything together so so about 24 7 hunt so like other than y'all's videos what more can you tell us about you know like what what you stand for, like as far as charities and, and things that you do for the community, like what, what is 24 seven hunt all about other than just the killing of ducks? I mean, man, we, we kind of do, we're trying to like, so our main thing is trying to get back as much as we can. So, uh, so for our things, like, like I said, it's kind of just bring people together. Like we put on a big dove hunt every year in September. And, uh, 
so basically we did that is like we try to like get everybody just pay to come hunt the field and that just covers like basically how much we had to pay the performance to the hunt the fields and uh we just try to get invite people down for that just get a bunch of people you know whether you hunt it you haven't hunted or whatever to come together and just trying to bring a, a bunch of different communities together i mean every year we have like 100 100 people 150 people show up to it and uh, it'd be crazy like you see like all these people came together like there's one group of guys that they came, none of them knew each other from all different states, and now they're all hunting together. I have to come to our dove hunt. Um, then we have people that be like, man, I bought a ticket because I've never been hunting before, but I wanted to hunt, and I feel like I can learn something from you guys, you know? Um, and so it's kind of cool seeing stuff like that. Um, and then every year we've been doing, like, a scholarship. Uh, last year we gave out, like, $10,000 in scholarships, and uh, basically what we did was it didn't have to be, like, going to a four-year institution. You can be going to trade school or whatever. Um, they just send it in, a senior in high school, and we just kind of give them some money back to uh, for a scholarship. And uh, that's kind of our big thing. And we do a fishing derby. Last year I put a big fishing derby here in Camden on. And we had like 96 kids come out. We gave out Yeti cups and free food and free snow cones and turtle boxes and all kinds of stuff like that. And so like that's our big thing is just kind of like bringing a bunch of people to and just like trying to get people like, hey, let's get out there. Let's hunt. Let's get outside. Let's do fun stuff. Let's enjoy each other's company. And just kind of showing people that, you know. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, man. I don't I don't realize. I mean, I know y'all have the big dove hunt, but setting up scholarships and all that stuff, it's it's pretty awesome how, you know, just you know, simply killing ducks, you know, kind of brings forth the opportunity to to be a blessing to someone else. So that's pretty awesome. Um one question I do have that that's kind of I guess an, an interesting question is obviously y'all scenario is is you know, a, a little bit different than what the industry was before, you know, you're kind of coming in as, I, I guess you would say the minority into yeah. to that community. What was that experience like when you first start, like now, did you, did you start hunting like with your dad or is it something you just kind of picked up on your own? Oh uh, yeah. So for me, like my dad doesn't hunt, um, you know, we play sports and golf and all that. He's a big golfer. Um, so I started hunting with my grandpa. Um, and so he kind of got me into hunt and then once I started hunting, you know, with him, uh, you know, he bought me gum when I was seven. We started deer hunting, and uh, I was kind of a big coon hunter. Like, we would go coon hunting every night. Uncles that would take me coon hunting and all that. Um, and that kind of got me started, you know. And then later on in life, I got some buddies in high school. Like, hey, man, let's go duck hunting. It took him like, two weeks of them convince me to go duck hunting. I was, like, I was 16. We were, like, summers, Christmas break, and uh, we are at basketball practice every day, you know, practicing. And uh, they're like, man, come on, Daryl, we got to go duck hunting some more. I'm like, dude, look, I'm going coon hunting tonight. And by the time y'all are going duck hunting, I'm going to be coming into the house to go to bed. <laughs> and so that went on for like, I mean, probably a week. And then finally, probably a week, week and a half. And finally, I was like, all right, I'll go in the morning, but I don't have anything. So I had to borrow a shotgun from my grandpa. Uh, one of them had a pair of waders. They leaked. I mean, I was soaking wet. <laughs> and, uh, man, we <laughs> we get out there that, that morning, and, uh, dude, a, a greenhead comes in just backpedaling. I mean, just, I mean, you know, just putting the show on, comes in, backpedaling. All right, Daryl, shoot it. And I pull up. I miss all three shots. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so this is what y'all love. I can get behind this. Like, you know, like, uh, and so the rest is history. You know, I bought a dog the next, like, within a couple weeks. Uh, oh, wow. A, a little puppy. And I went and I told my mom and Chris, like, I want a waiters and I want some duck call. You know, so then I went to Bass Pro Shop and bought every duck commander call they had. <laughs> you know, like, I just straight whistles and pinto whistles and all this other stuff that you definitely don't need. Just you really need one call. And, uh, I mean, that kind of was just the history on that. And, uh, so like I said, I kind of grew up hunting basically from times like seven. And then like I said, I transitioned to duck hunting at like 16 and 
you know, and now it's just like, that's just, I just love it. Uh, so that's kind of how I started. Okay. So Daryl, looking at just the, the culture of duck hunting, um, in general, since before 24 seven hunt, since you guys kind of really started pushing that out there, I mean, from afar, we can see that you guys are drawing guys into that. Are there, um, you know, what, I guess from internally, what have you guys seen, um, as far as the change in just like the way you're viewed, you know, from the industry as a whole, I don't know if that's a clear question or not, but you know, what has that transition kind of been like? Has it, has it felt more loving and embracing than before maybe? Man, I feel like, so, uh, question, I, I think I kind of get what you're saying. So I feel like at first it was kind of, you know, because the way we came and how we're doing stuff, people were kind of like, eh, I don't know about it, you know. Um, so you kind of have, like, two uh, two lines of people, right? You got a line of people that, like, just absolutely love us. And you got some people that hate us, you know. Um, and so it's it's kind of like it gets better as we moved on and moved forward. Uh, I feel like a lot more people love us than hate us. And a lot of people that hate us is because, like, just, I don't know, you know, they just hate us for no reason, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, cause I, I feel like we do, like, a – a big positive, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just some people are like, man, you're, you're, you're bringing more people to the duck world. We don't need more people, but I feel the opposite of that. Like you need more people or the sport's going to die, Yeah. you know, well, because and, you, you got to teach somebody and show somebody. And there's so much of just from hearing about it and, and seeing it from afar that like you guys really are, um, embracing what, what the gospel teaches us and, and the way that Jesus really truly loves others and shepherds others. And so I just, I applaud you for that. And I think that, um, you know, with everything, there's going to come a line of, of people who, um, are going to knock you down and, you know, throw the hate comments out there and this and that. But, um, truly, you know, between the scholarships, the inclusivity that you guys are, are trying to incorporate and, and just build in that culture. Um, I just, I love just seeing that, you know, through what you guys are doing. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's pretty cool. Just, you know, being able to bring other people into the industry. Like I know how much, how much I loved it when I first started duck hunting, you know, and I was just eight, you know, I was like you, I was just ate up with it. You know, we weren't smashing green heads in the timber. We were shooting wood ducks, which is like a sin to you guys out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't get it wrong. My, my first year hunting, oh, dude, I, I'm saying, I said we're hunt, we, the mouse came in, dude, we literally were shooting wood ducks every day and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we. Uh, that's most of what we shoot out here. If we get on some green heads, we've, you know, we've got a four leaf clover in our pocket or something, but, uh, but no, man, I just know how much I was ate up with it, you know, when, when I was younger and just how it got worse and worse, you know, as I got older and, you know, now wanting to chase them, you know, all the way across the country, but being able to bring someone in who didn't have that background, you know, their, their dad and their grandparents, they didn't hunt, you know, they didn't know anybody that hunted, but to be, you know, like, I feel like it's nearly impossible to take a man of any sorts if he's got any type of, you know, uh, masculinity inside of him and you go put him in a swamp standing in knee deep water and green heads come in through the timber like that. And for them to experience it, it's like impossible for them not to fall in love with it. You know, yeah, like sure. it, it's just, 
it's addictive. And I think it's awesome to be able to bring new people in that, that wouldn't have that opportunity um, and, and just watch them fall in love with it too. So, um, I know y'all's group has gotten, you know, pretty big. I mean, like how, you know, are there like, you know, a couple employees of 24 seven hunt or is it just kind of like a big old gaggle of y'all together that just, just hunt a lot? Like how has that group grown, you know, since, yeah. since it started? So it's kind of, essentially basically like four of us really, um, it's like the core group, you know, um, they have like our other buddies that hunt with us all the time. Um, and then like, we pretty much have like Bernard's wife, Victoria, she kind of handles uh, pretty much everything on the business side of anything, you know? Um, so it's like shipping like hats and doing all that stuff. Uh, she handles all that. Um, so it's a big shout out to her. Um, and so that's pretty much it, you know? Uh, so everything's kind of like in-house between Aubrey and Renard and Victoria. They're like doing all the hats and they're doing shipping the gear and doing this and doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like me, I'm just hunting <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> I want and that job. I, I do like, yeah, <laughs> I do like a, I do like a little bit of like relation stuff, you know, like reaching out to companies and capping on calls and stuff like that, going to different meetings. Um, and uh, so that that's kind of pretty much how it works. And Rick's the same way, uh, which we all still have like regular jobs too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's not not full time. So so what um, besides killing ducks? Like, what do you do for a living? So I work in the calf lab. Um, and so basically what that is, I do like all the stents and balloons. Uh, I work with a cardiologist. And so we do like all the stents and balloons, like somebody's heart or legs or whatever, you know, uh, they got blockage or whatever. We go in and fix that. Um, uh, and so that's what I do every day when I'm not hunting. Um, hmm. so gotcha. kind of have a joke that says I'm saving lives on weekdays and, and taking lives on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> savage. <laughs> I, 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 ne- I never would have, uh, would have put that with you by any means. Yeah, so every, every time I tell somebody that, they look me like, what? No <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, like, like the other day I hunted the other morning, well, actually yesterday. Yeah, today's Thursday, yesterday, Wednesday morning. So I woke up, went hunting, got done hunting, drove all the way back, and was in the hospital doing surgeries at like, at like 1 o'clock after hunting, yeah. Jeez. So Daryl, let's uh, switch gears a little bit and maybe we talk a little bit about your faith, um, just using this platform as as a way to share maybe, um, you know, around what age you received Christ, maybe um, just a little bit of that story, you know, did you grow up in it? And, and then maybe what would you, you know, share to those who are listening? Oh yeah. So man, um, so I grew up uh, in church, uh, mom, dad, um, just the time I was, I can even remember. Um, we never had the option of missing church. And like, it was like going to Sunday, if the church doors are open, we're going to be in those church doors sitting now. Um, and, you know, Sunday school or whatever. So I grew up uh, like that every Sunday. It didn't matter if you stayed at a friend's house. If they weren't going to church, I was saying my mom was coming to get me Sunday morning. You're going to church. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like somebody, somebody wants to spend the night at my house on a Saturday night. It's like, hey. You spend the night, but I'm letting you know right now, you're going to church. I'm like, like, not yeah. letting you sleep in, buddy. <laughs> Ryan said when <laughs> he was care. growing up, he, he had a drug, what was it? You had I, a drug I, problem? I had a drug problem. I got drugged to church. <laughs> 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 I bet, I bet, you know, looking at that, it's like, I'm so glad that my mom did that, you know? Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, so that was kind of start off church like that. And then when I turned about 11 or 12, um, I played the piano too in Oregon. Um, and they play drums. So 
when I turned 11 or 12, I started playing at the church that we were went to, my parents' church, my mom's church. My mom down in different churches. Um, that's a whole other story. But my mom, <laughs> uh, so started playing at that church, and then another pastor uh, reached out to my parents, asked if I come play for his church. So we had like two or three musicians at our church. And uh, so at 13, I was a musician, the only musician at this church that was 30 minutes from where I lived at. Uh, so the pastor would come pick me up every Sunday at 8 o'clock, and I would ride with him and play his services, you know, Sunday school, all that. Um, and then he had to go to another church after that. Um, so, you know, growing up in, like, black churches, you know, a lot of times we have services, like, you go, like, just point blank, period, you go to, like, other churches, like, you know, church anniversaries or whatever, you know, all the yeah. programs. Um, so, like, I would leave at 8 o'clock with him, and I might not get home to 8 at night going to these other programs and, like, <laughs> playing all these churches. Um, so – from the time that was from the time I was 13 till I graduated high school every Sunday. Wow. Um, I played for a church. Uh, and I said, you know, that was like, you know, that was, it was kind of crazy. Cause like 13, you're like, you're leading worship. Like, you know, yeah. like at 13, like you, you are leading worship, you know, like you're responsible. Like there's only me and a drummer. Um, <laughs> and a drummer at the time was only like, uh, 10, you know, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're doing it. And eventually got an older guy to play drum. Uh, and then he would start playing bass. Uh, and so then we know as we grew, obviously it got way better. Um, the worship experience went way higher, you know, obviously being able to understand and be able to dive into the Bible and like learn more about Jesus and learning more about my faith and learning more about the worship and what worship means, you know? Yeah. Um, you kind of give me chills now just thinking about it, you know, where I, where I started from to then. Um, so then I went to college, right. And, um, went to college and the first year I kind of was going back and forth playing the church back home. And then, you know, people up there started uh, realizing that I could play. And so then I ended up playing for two churches in college in Conway. Um, so then I'm, I'm juggling playing for three churches. Um, so every Sunday I'm, I'm somewhere playing. Um, and then I stopped playing for a couple of years. Uh, just kind of between college got so much. Like it's like, cause I was in UMS, like in school trying to get what I do now yeah. for a living. It's like, just like, I just couldn't do it. Um, and kind of stepped away and like, wasn't going to church every Sunday. Um, and you know, it kind of was like, dang dude, like, what are you doing with your life? You know, I just didn't feel right. You know, mm-hmm. nothing was kind of going right. Um, and then <clears throat> I was like, you know, started back playing for churches. I moved back home in my wife, got married, all that. And, uh, my wife kind of was like, I really want to start back going to church every Sunday. Like we really should, we're going to have kids. Like we want the kids to grow up right. You know, we should get back going to church. And so then I got back, you know, we got back in church. Like we didn't do nothing crazy. Like we weren't out on drugs and like that, but you know, just like, just away from God, you know, yeah. like away from your mm. calling, like, you know, so like easy. we should be yeah. in church. So easy to get away, you know, yeah. like just little stuff you're doing, you know, like, dude, why am I doing this? Like, this is not me. Like, this is not me. Like going to get drunk on a Saturday night or right. drinking, like, that's not me. Like, you know, I don't, I know better than this. Like, that's not like, you know, you're not, there's no fulfillment in that. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we start back going to church, you know, and then, you know, now I'm, I'm back playing the church, like every Sunday, uh, you know, other than like some obviously introduction, I have like contract stuff. I can't, I have to go do. Um, but like every Sunday, like, you know, I'm at church, playing at church, you know, helping out there. We're helping now, like me and the wife, we help out with the youth every Wednesday. Um, I'm, we're, you know, that I'm not at work or whatever. We get there, we're helping with youth and like, uh, kind of helping our youth and all that stuff. So basically long story short is that's kind of how I started. And like, this is my, so my worship experience and my Christian, like I'm real big in the worship. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of just where I find like my total peace. Like, I feel like I'm close to the guy and I feel like, even like when I'm in the woods, like I feel like just every morning, you know, we, you know, as y'all know, it's hunters when the sun comes up, mm-hmm. you know, you're at the total serenity of life. Like everything, God, all God's creatures wake up. And I don't know. I feel like that's where I'm closest to God too. Sometimes in yeah. the woods, 
you know, and I just feel like I can really like some days like I'm on a deer stand, you know, I'll pull out my I'll pull out my phone and I'll have a devotion. I'll just be reading the devotion and like just it seems like when stuff like that happens, like my best hunts like happen, you know, and I just feel like so close to God and he talks to me like, Hey, yo, this is what we need to be doing. Yeah. And so and that's kinda what I've been trying to do too, is like reaching out to people like, Hey, you know, like, man, look, if you ever want to talk, like some of the youth at church, like they all want to be hunters, they like Man, we want to be like you. I'm like, dude, don't be like me. Be better than me. Like, yeah. I can show you some strays of life that you don't want to walk down, that I've walked down, you know? Yeah. Like, find God, and then everything else is going to line up, you and know? What, like, a better way, what a better way to, you know, disciple people and, and the youth just being able to offer, you know, hey, you want to come hunting, and then using that as an opportunity to share the gospel. I think that's what, yeah. you know, Ryan and I, we try to do in, in a lot of hunts that we go on is, you know, make it make that a... a you know, an emphasis that like, Hey, we wouldn't be here doing this if it weren't for God, the God above that created all things. And so, yeah, I mean, that's just where we, where our kind of niche has been connecting people to a relationship with God through, you know, the outdoors and you yeah, know, and I, it, it ties in so well with it, what you guys are doing with the inclusivity of everybody getting them outdoors. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times people look and they're like, man, but how do you have time? It's like, dude, you always have time for God. Like, if you just wake up, you got time, right? Yeah. And so I tell them, like, man, I'm going to I'm go hunting. I'm like, dude, if you're going hunting, I say you're going to miss church on a Sunday, which is fine. You know, like, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Like, you know, but I'm saying, like, if you're going to miss it, like, hey, you find you 30 minutes, even if you're in the woods hunting on a Sunday, to, you know, have a moment of God. Like, I even, yeah. I even said before, like, I think it'd be so cool for somebody to do it. Like, I think it'd be the most coolest thing ever if somebody, like, on a Sunday, but like, hey, you post on a ramp, hey, I'm going to be at this boat ramp in the morning. I'm going to hunt. But, you know, every, we get to boat ramps in Arkansas at like 4 a.m., right? That's when right. we can take off. So most of the time we're at the ramp at 2.30, 3 o'clock. But, hey, I don't know who want to do this, but, you know, on Sundays, I'm going to be at this ramp at 3 o'clock. I'll have a little message. I'll even bring some donuts. I'll have some coffee on the back of my truck. Have a little devotion. Have a little, a little just on a Sunday, have a little church service at a boat ramp. And we're like, if only two people come, that's two people you can touch. Yeah, and sign three, us we'll be, up. We done, Let's make we'll it happen. We'll be done at 345. You can still go hunt. I just feel like that is something that would be yeah. so cool if I can just get a couple guys like, hey, let's do this. You know, because, you know, think about how many people you could actually touch on a Sunday that, you know, you get two people, you know, two yeah. people to stop and just talk to you. You know, just a little message, have a little turtle box figure playing a little worship music for a couple minutes, one song, have a little message like, hey, say a prayer and everybody goes out. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, I just feel like that's like something that could be really cool that, you know, maybe down the line we could get together. Maybe this year coming up. We can do it, you know, because every boat ramp has people. That would know? be Absolutely. super neat to do. I mean, we'd yeah. hit, the, hit the road and and definitely do that. Um, yeah, even if you even if you just did it for like, you know, duck season sixty days, you did it one Sunday a month right. at a yeah. boat ramp. You it know, doesn't, doesn't have to be off. doesn't have to be you know every single weekend. It, it can just be no. a few times, and not even on a Sunday. I think just the idea yeah. in general was like, hey man, we're gonna yeah. sit here and you know we're gonna pray with you, we're gonna be here for you, and we're gonna you know share a little word. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. One question I have is, you know, obviously with all of the, the, uh, I guess the, the popularity that y'all have brought together, has it brought, you know, in your opinion, a lot of opportunities to, to minister to others and, and have you seen that opportunity succeed, you know, um, as far as, you know, being able to minister to others while y'all are doing what you're doing? Like, has, has that brought a lot of opportunity? Yeah. I, uh, man, I feel like there is opportunity there and there's been a lot of opportunity. Like, I feel like people, like when they see me like post on my story, like I'm playing in church, like, they'll, they'll reach out to me. Like, they're like, Hey man, 
didn't know you did that, you know? And it's like, it's like it sparks a conversation with people, you know, that like, man, that's, I think I look up to that. Like, yeah. I've been trying to figure out a way to, like, show my face. And, like, I'm like, dude, just do it. So, yeah. like, I'll post, like, in the drum pit or on the organ or something, you know, just at church. And I feel like there's a lot of people that reached out, like, especially, like, youth. Like, you'd be surprised, like, how many teenagers are, like, come up and talk to me now. Mm-hmm. And, like, hey, man, I've been struggling with this. And I'm like, man, cool, let's talk. Here's my number. Take my number. Call me. Whatever you want to talk about. God, faith, outdoors. Like, just sit down and have a conversation. So, I feel like it's opened some doors to, like, be able to reach out to different people and, like, touch their hearts and, like, I mean, there's people calling me like just a breakdown and cry. You know, they'll yeah. be crying. Like, hey, man, I'm struggling. And I'm like, man, look, put your Bible to this, read this. I'll send them, I'll, I might send them a YouTube video that's like a devotion, you know, or a message that I feel like touched me. You know, I'm like, hey, this might help you. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's something that we've seen too. Like, once we, once we started the podcast, you know, like, and, and like becoming really intentional, you know, Jack, you know, kind of transitioning the brand into becoming very intentional about how, you know, faith is spread throughout the brand um, and throughout this podcast is, you know, men, you know, they, they don't want to seem weak. And, and I think a lot of times Christianity towards men is perceived from the world as weakness, um, you know, relying on you know, an almighty being or, or a religion of some sort, it just, you know, it has like a weak stench to, to the rest of the world, but being able to, to show the rest of the world that you can still do the things that you love and, and be that manly man while still having a heart that, you know, that, that is latched to Christ. Um, you know, I, I think just being that, that type of influence, you know, it, it opens so many doors, mm-hmm. you know, something that we've, I think, I think it's something that we've noticed a lot is, yeah. you know, just the DMS and the emails that come in of guys that are like, you know, especially the younger crowd, you know, like they need people, you know, to, to be vulnerable and say like, Hey, you know, I struggle with this and this, and like, this is how we combat it and so on and so forth. And just being vulnerable, it opens so many doors because people are looking in and saying like, man, I struggle with that. Like, I'm not the only guy. Yeah. And think about too, like, I mean, aside from the brand and just the the podcast stuff and Daryl, I'm sure you've seen a lot of this too, but like, well, as you mentioned, you know, the opportunities are, are there, but like you become available for other people because you start caring about them more than you do like your brand or your, you know, the podcast and stuff. And I think that like, you know, Ryan, our Bible study stemmed from like this brand ultimately. And now, you know, there's 16 to 20 people that sit in this warehouse. There's, you know, how many, 10, 12 guys that sit in your living room. Um, and there's groups that have broken off from here that are 25 out of college or this and that, that like, it's just the simple like act of being available and then showing guys like, Hey, like there's other men out there, like walking the walk that we're all walking and we put our pants on the exact same way that you do. And just because, you know, we have two, four, 24, seven hunt or we have swamp dog or whatever it is, like we're normal people. And I think that like a lot of times, like the, the high schoolers in that age, like they look up so much to us, but really like when you just say like, dude, I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm here to love you. Like that's our whole purpose in, in all the things that we do, um, whether it's taking people on, whether it's doing, you know, a podcast or jumping on a call with a kid, sending them a link. You know, I think all of this just circles back to that point of like trying to show the same love that, that Christ loves us with. Um, so yeah, no real end point there. Just kind of, <laughs> I, I think it's so neat. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's really cool to see the direction that things have gone, and and I'm sure with you, with you as well, y'all didn't expect you know to to kind of end up in the position that you're in you know right now. Um, you know, it, it's really cool to see how things grow, and you know when you're when you're faithful and you know you 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 do things the way they're supposed to be done. You know, God God blesses it. You know, and and it's a matter of taking advantage of those opportunities. And, and we were, we were talking about it earlier. Like a lot of times it's really easy to become prideful. Um, and, and you, you just become focused on, you know, the financial side or, or whatever it is. And, and it's, it's very important to be able to take a step back and say like, okay, why am I really here? You know, yeah. like, like I, yeah, I love to kill ducks, you know, and, and I run a business and I love to make money and I love to build things. But, you know, God didn't put me here to do that. When he put me here, he knew I'd love it, you know, but he put me here to win souls. And, you know, how can I incorporate these things that I love and still win souls for Christ at the same time? You know, and I think that's a, a constant challenge that, you know, at least I find myself constantly having to remind remind me, you know, of, hey, what's what's the big picture? Yeah. So. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. <clears throat> I've, I've said that a lot, too. I'm like. You know, like every time I sign or work with a company or a deal, I'm like, hey, why am I, why am I working on this company? How did this happen? You know, it's almost like this doesn't make sense. It's unreal. But like, I always know, like, there's another purpose that God's put me on a platform to be able to reach out and do something, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like my wife always says, like, I feel like someone used that I haven't really, I haven't 100% figured out. Obviously, I'm still, still young, just like y'all, still young. You know, we're still figuring out yeah. exactly where we're going and what God's trying to show us. And, you know, Sometimes God's put us in a place for a season, you know, and then he moves to something else for another season. Um, but everything has a purpose, right? And so it's like every time, every 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 week, I just feel like there's, some, there's another purpose that we're all, all of us right here in this phone call are striving to do something, right? And I think like, like you know, just talking about the doing a message on a, on a weekend at a boat ramp, I just feel like that's something that like God's going to push us to do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so successful that we don't even understand how big the impact is going to have on somebody, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and you don't, you don't realize all the people that you touch, you yeah, know, you don't. it's, you know, you, you could, we were talking with Josh Teff with Falco. Um, this was a while ago. We were doing an interview with him and he talked about how he had one of his really close buddies when they were back in high school and his buddy told him that he was starting to question God. And, you know, Josh was like, you know, man, like you're crazy. What are you talking about? And he starts hammering them with Bible verses and like, this is how we were raised. And, you know, this, this is, you know, so on and so forth. And like 20 years or something crazy goes by and he comes back into town and his buddy stops him um, right in front of his house as they were getting ready to go to church. And he's like, Hey man, I, I haven't seen you in a few years. He said, but you remember that conversation that we had on the beach like 20 years ago? And he's like, yeah, I, I remember that. He was like, man, I think about that conversation every single day. He said, and because of what you said to me, he said, like, all of a sudden I started going back to church. My whole family's in church. My kids are in church. And like, you just, you don't realize the impact that a simple conversation that you thought got nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, how it could redirect someone's eternity yeah, you know, way down the road and not even yeah. just a conversation, but, you know, like being at a boat ramp and ministering to others and just planting that seed. And it could be something that doesn't sprout for 20 years. You know, you never know the impact that you could have, but it's, it's really awesome to, you know, to see the fruits of that labor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're always going to be going through a, you know, it, 
a lot of times we're just planting seeds and it's up to God to water them. And, but the, there is something magical to see and like hear when someone does truly receive Christ and they, you know, then they can, they can have a more, um, found joy for the outdoors and appreciation for like God's creation, which is why I think we bond so much, like just with other believers in the outdoors. It's like, man, there's a lot more to this than killing ducks. It's like, it's a community. It's, it's about glory, like giving God the glory for it all. And it's just, yeah, like, like you said, there's no telling where, if we did that, you know, what seed could be planted and what could come from it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're not going to keep you too much longer, man. Um, one question we always like to, to ask folks when they get on here is, uh, I guess it's pretty cliche, what is one verse that maybe, you know, stands out to you or maybe a quote um, that kind of stays uh, near and dear to your heart? If you had one thing to say to the rest of the audience. Oh, that's the, that's the hard one. Oh, <laughs> we dr- man. We dropped Put you it on, on the them. spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not, it's not really that. It's like, it's like, what do you, what do you, uh, what is the best one to tell people? Oh, uh, I just, so, so my favorite verse is, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I feel like I live by that one, um, which everybody knows it, I feel like, but it's, you know, find the plans for you to declare the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And I feel like that's my favorite verse because that just tells you that no matter what you're going through, no matter what is going on in your life, God's always got a plan for you and you always have a chance to get out. He's not going to give you something you can't handle. So I always tell people never give up no matter what. Just keep pushing forward. Just keep pushing through that wall because the other side of the wall might be whatever God has for you. You just got to go through that wall and get there. Um, and so that's like my favorite verse. And just a word of advice I tell anybody is uh, whenever you're looking for something, don't look for a dream. Look for your purpose. Uh, and so basically what that means is, yeah, you can dream about it or whatever, but if it's not your purpose, it won't be successful. So just keep your purpose in your mind and whatever God's purpose for you is going to be something of good and nothing of bad. Mm-hmm. So if it seems bad, then that's not your purpose. So uh, that's just my advice. And that's just kind of what I live by is uh, no matter what's going on, that God has a plan, no matter what I'm going through, whether it's finances, whether it's a, a fight with somebody or some kind of whatever struggle that just keep pushing because God has something for you and there's a way out of it. And there's a bigger picture past whatever you're looking at right in front of you. Amen. Absolutely. That'll I preach. Love it. love it, man. Well, we appreciate you hopping on here. Um, and in and, and summer, y'all have a good duck season? Yeah, man. We had a we had the worst, best duck season you can have. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, this is, I mean, it was like, we started off in Canada. It was great. You know, shot them up north, good. Then you got that lull. I feel like everybody across the whole country was in a lull of like, man, we need some cold weather. We got this big cold front, absolutely just hammered on them. And then as it got cold, it got, I mean, 61 degrees for, like, spring. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of got back bad. But, you know, in summary, I mean, I can't complain. Like I said, anytime I can just go out with buddies, hang around, shoot a few ducks, I'm enjoy, I enjoy it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's make this uh, boat ramp church happen one weekend. Boat ramp, hey. ba- boat ramp boat Devo. Ra- boat ramp revival. Ooh. Boat ramp revival. I like it. BR. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm down. I'm, I'm like, if y'all are serious about it, like, I'm 100%. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. All right. Let's um, keep talking about it. I'm, I'm about it. I know Ryan's about I'm it. I'm about it. I think, I think, it'd, I think it'd be a great, great idea. Like I said, we could, yeah, I'll, I will buy the donuts. I will buy a bunch of donuts. <laughs> you know, cause, you know, if, even, it's just my thing is, even if people don't want us to mention nothing like that, if they just stop and be like, hey, here's some free donuts. You want a prayer? We can say a prayer with you. If not, you know, get a donut. Enjoy your morning. God bless you. You know, even yeah. something like that, just a small gesture just shows somebody like, hey, 
God, I love you. There's people out here that love you. You yeah. don't know what somebody's going to do when they pull up to that boat ramp. Yeah, you could totally you know? set it up where it's a, a all-morning thing. You know, guys coming back to the boat ramp, and you're sitting there handing out donuts and playing music, just yeah. talking. Yeah. Well, let's definitely talk, yeah, I mean, you could, talk you could, on you that. Could even, like, you can even, like, go hunt for a little bit. A couple hours, hey, we're going to hunt at 9 o'clock. You know, most people, right. about 9 o'clock is when everybody start rolling out. We can go, like, all right, 9 o'clock, we're going to come back in. Hey, we're going to have <laughs> still going to have plenty of donuts to give away when people come back. Hey, you want donuts? Mm-hmm. Donuts, just a... Here's a cooler full of water, some coffee right here. Hot coffee. You know, until, yep. Yeah, hot coffee. I mean, we'll people, people will be appreciative, and, you know. Yeah, we'll hand out free gear yeah. and stuff. That'd be that'd be yeah. sweet. Let's do it. Let's think, make it happen. I, I, all right. It's, all right. You know, once it's here, once it's live, once it's recorded, there's no going back. We're making it happen. No. <laughs> people are going to be looking for that boat ramp. Yeah, fo- folks yeah. listening, be prepared for a boat ramp revival next year. <laughs> boat ramp revival. It's happening for sure once, but probably twice. We're going to move two boat ramps. we got to, got to go to two different places. Yep, let's do it. All right. Love it, man. <laughs> well, cool deal. We appreciate you hopping on here. Um, we will be in touch, man. You have a great evening, and uh, tell the family thank you uh, for, for giving us some of your time. Oh, for sure, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all mind if I end the prayer? I yes, go please for it, man. do. Lord, we come today, Lord. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for letting us be here and listen to this beautiful podcast, Lord. We pray that you're able to touch somebody's souls. We pray that you bless everybody this week as they're listening to this. Whatever they're going through, Lord, you show them their purpose. You show them their plan. We love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Daryl. And thank you, guys, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next interview. All See righty. You. See you all later. All right, Daryl. We're going to cut it there, but thanks again. And, yeah, let's definitely keep talking on the uh, boat ramp thing. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate y'all having me once again. If y'all need anything, holler at me and uh, let's do it. All right. We're Sounds game. Good. We'll holler at you later. Yeah, I'll get, yeah, I'll get some of my companies like Yeti and all that stuff in Apex. They'll throw shells and stuff, cups we can give out. Um, they're always down for stuff like that. So, especially Planet, I can have like plenty of stuff where make people like people will come and stop and, you know. Yeah, and on our end, we can uh, we can get some Bibles and stuff to, to donate, just maybe a couple of devotion, different devotions that we can hand out to guys too. Um, yeah, we can get a lot of discounts on that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's right. do it, man. Let's talk on it and get it done. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, man. See you. Have a good night. You too. See you.